Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy, but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with, but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Cedric and Michelle White. Yes, I have a couple on the show. So we're going to have three of us in this conversation. We'll try to minimize the chaos. But Cedric and Michelle have dedicated their lives to building better families by strengthening relationships. Listen, BC Nation, the one thing we all have in common is we love our families and we want to do right by them. doesn't matter our skin color. It doesn't matter our uh, religion. It doesn't matter where we grew up or what trauma we've been through. It's the one thing we all have in common is our relationships. It's also the one thing we're all going to be on our deathbed looking back on and either having regret or having a, a ear-to-ear smile on our face yeah. because we handled everything. Right. And there's no one left to forgive or ask forgiveness from. So Cedric and Michelle uh, helped to heal the hearts of hurting people with recovery issues such as divorce, grief, compulsive behavior, marriage counseling, yeah. anger management, problematic thinking errors, emotional trauma, abuse, relapse prevention, and criminal recovery. To that end, they co-founded Healing Thine Hearts Ministries, which provides counseling, coaching, and training for men and women to foster healthy relationships with themselves and others. Mm -hmm. Cedric and Michelle are parents to their three wonderful children and grandparents to five beautiful grandchildren who are equally spoiled, they say. You can find them at healingthinehearts.org, healingthinehearts.org. And Cedric and Michelle, welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Joseph, thank first you. of all, thank you for thank having, you for us, having us, here. us on here. Yes. Um, the, the filling in the gap, the, I guess the biggest thing would be to say that um, having an understanding that from where we come from is where the ministry started. The mess that we both experienced, uh, unfortunately, through uh, had both being previously married and unfortunately uh, divorced uh, is what brought us together is where what it was the launch pad for our ministry with the understanding of the pain and hurt that we see down through now three generations that have been affected by uh, the mistakes that we made uh, by the decisions that we made and our heart is to 
help others to not make the same decision. Maybe not from a judgmental perspective, but just don't make, help them not to make the, uh, the decisions that we made through correct choices, godly mm. choices. I like where you went there, Cedric, that what God has you up to right now in your life couldn't have happened, at least not in the same way that it is, right. had you not gone through all that mess. Exactly. All that brokenness. Exactly. Right. And so many of us have broken relationships from the past or we're currently in broken relationships, right. meaning they need some healing. Mm. And BC Nation, deep down in your heart, you know, you have at least one relationship right now in your life that needs at some least. healing and not your healing, mm -hmm. God's healing. Yes. That means stop trying to fix it. Surrender it to God and let his power take over that relationship. Then you'll actually get the result you're looking for. Right. What do you guys want to say to that? You're, you're right on point. Um, it was the broken relationship where I thought I was perfect, living good. I was preaching. I was ministering. Uh, and in the midst of that is when I was T-boned with uh, the breakup of the relationship in my family. Uh, and was so the, that broken relationship led to a broken relationship with God and it needed healing. And he took me through that by this young lady that's sitting next to me. Uh, she helped me to understand and we neither of us knew what we'd be doing now it, it, that it was going to lead there. She led me to counseling um, and we found out we needed to do it. I think, you know, the other part that led me, it was, you know, I had... My, my journey was that, you know, I had my own way of doing things. I was my, my wisdom, my way, my own, you know, my, you know, I was thought I was all that in a bag of chips. So when my marriage failed, uh, I never wanted anyone else to hurt like that again. And mm. I remember surrendering to God and surrendering my will. And that said, telling him that I had no more vote. Yeah. So when I met Cedric um, and anyone else that was, having issues with their relationships. Um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, to get him back on track. He was, seemed like a really got, great guy. He loved family. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I was just really trying to promote, hey, you need to go to uh, get counseling. You and your wife need to go to marriage retreat, mm -hmm. that type of thing. So, um, and then. Yes, he spent more time trying to get <laughs> us back together. Uh, with, with my ex, which was a wonderful thing. She knew I was hurting. She knew I loved God. She knew yeah. I loved family. And she was trying to get us back. And when that finally said, we realized that was over, it's like, okay, you need some help. And I was that guy. I was that guy. I don't need counseling because if you go to counseling, that means you're weak. If you go to counseling, that means you're, you're, there's something wrong. Uh, and there was nothing wrong with me. I know who I am, da, da, da. But I was, it got to the point to where the hurt far exceeded my pride. And when I was able to realize that, I went and looked for help. And it was, it was literally the pivotal point in my life, not really realizing that it would be the pivotal point for us. Right. <clears throat> mm. The hurt far exceeded my pride. Yeah. Speak more about that. And Michelle, feel free to jump in on that. As okay. far as the individuals that you get to counsel and work with, uh, how often do, does that show up where their pride is blocking um, then, them from moving forward or from God uh, healing their lives? 
Joseph, you 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 probably wouldn't be surprised, but it's probably 90% of the people that we meet with that that pride issue is um, what's causing what caused them to get to where they are and what's causing them to not to be able to get beyond where they are. Um, they've been hurt. Uh, and we tell people, you know, people make never statements. I made it myself. I'll mm -hmm. never allow somebody to do this. I'll never put myself in this position. I'll never even give my love to a point to where somebody can hurt me to that, that all of that's pride. And so when we meet people like that, we sort of smile because we see our story repeated over and over again. And we don't do cookie cutter counseling or coaching but we, we, we smile because it's like, hey, God is just sending us another one uh, that is going through where we've been. And he allows us to assist them and understand, listen, we're not here to judge you. We're just here to help you and let you understand. And he brought us through it because he said he has no respect of persons. I'm no bit better. Michelle's no better. But, you know, he brought us through it. And now we're getting ready to celebrate 22 years of marriage together. Uh, happy marriage. We've had our ups and downs because oh, yeah. she's not perfect. But um, <laughs> but it's, it's been great. And we love what God allows us to do. You know, I want to talk about those never statements. You know, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. And, you know, we have had an opportunity to share with uh, our counselees that those never statements are really, truly curses that you're speaking over your mm -hmm. life. You're basically putting your ways before God's way. And uh, when you speak that, you know, you are basically speaking a curse you know, of your destiny and what God can do. You're limiting God's hands. You're exactly. limiting all those areas. Never statements are curses that you're putting on your life. Yes. I've never heard anyone say it that way. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go there for a second because those never statements, those absolutes <laughs> um, really can sabotage yes. so much in our life. And self-sabotage the very thing we're going for that we want in our life right. now i know that you both believe that people do what they do because they believe what they believe right the key then you say is to identify the faulty belief or the lie mm -hmm. that the enemy's whispering in their ears and right. its origin and then replace it with the truth namely the word of god god's right. truth right tell me more about that well, our focus, we, we try to take a non-preachy approach, although we're both ordained ministers. We try to take, we want people to understand, listen, you don't have to be fearful that we're going to Bible beat you when you coming to our uh, a group session or a counseling session. We want you to understand that throughout the word of God, it was and is about relationship. And so when we talk about, when we talk about uh, people do what they do because they believe what they believe, what was the first trick or, 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 or scheme that the enemy used? It right. was the lie, right? And so we, we, people have started to believe the lie. And what we get people to understand is a lie is as strong as the truth if it's believed. Mm -hmm. And so people have started, they, they will filter every decision through some lie that they've been told. You're not worthy. You're going to be just like your daddy. Uh, nobody's going to love you. Those lies, and they will make their decisions yes. based upon those, those lies, and it's hurtful. So first of all, we have to realize them, identify them, and then help them to see that, you know what, just because you had a failed relationship, you had a failed business, 
Failure does not define you. So let's get away from that. A failure uh, is actually not failure. It's just a momentary setback or a momentary setup that God's going to use in your life. Mm. Michelle, tell me more about people do what they do because they believe what they believe. You know, like Cedric was saying, it's the lie, you know, and it's in reinforced. And then uh, the, the self-sabotage of that is they reinforce it themselves. Mm -hmm. They start believing what has been spoken to them and it becomes a part of who they are. It becomes a part of their being. So when you are being told uh, those type of things, even at an early age, I, I mean, I was... I hear young girls at seven year old riding our neighborhood saying, oh, my hair is ugly. Oh, my hair is so ugly. So those things are said at an early, that early age, and then it's reinforced into your 20s and 30s, 50s. I mean, yeah. you start, you really do believe that. You start reinforcing those, that, uh, that voice that is truly a lie. So um, we, one of the things that, you know, we've taught, we were taught that 21 days to break a habit but uh, it's one, 21 days to break a habit, but it takes 66 days to recreate a new ha a habit. So uh, develop a habit. So it's those pathways have to have 66 days of you reinforcing, you reinforcing and sharing the truth of what God has said about you before the foundations of the earth. He created, he's perfect. We were created in his image and we are, par we are a part of who he is and what he said about us. What you're both speaking right now is something I think that's very overlooked in the church. <laughs> and it's the power of the word, the yeah. spoken word. The spoken word, I believe, has the power to create or the power to destroy. Exactly. That's it. How does the Bible start? In the beginning was the word. Was the word. Right? And we have come to know as believers that the word is Jesus Christ himself, yes. Yes. who the father created through the spoken word. The word of the father is mm -hmm. Jesus right. spoken to existence, all of creation. Yes. And then yes. the enemy lied mm -hmm. to our mommy and daddy, Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. They bit that darn shiny apple. And I, I'm like, <laughs> Cedric, you'll get this. I'm like, man, you know, I don't blame Adam. Like a beautiful naked girl with a shiny red apple. How do you say no? Right? We're human. Right. right. But the, the point being is that the lie was you could be like God. Exactly. Exactly. He's holding something back from you. He's not a good father. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is the lie we've all bought into that we don't have a father in mm -hmm. heaven who loves us. And if we did have a father in heaven, he's holding something back from us. Right, right. So go get it yourself, right? Go fix it yourself. <laughs> right. Go right. save it yourself. You could be like God's. And this is, I mean, is this not the culture we live in? Yes. That's exactly it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. No, go ahead, man. Um, identity, identity theft, identity crisis. It's where we sort of hang our hat. We normally, we're going to drive people to understand. And one of the, one of the uh, most um, responsive questions that we ask and we get the most response out of people, whether it's emotional, spiritual, uh, anger, whatever, is when we ask them, who are you? <laughs> and we leave it just, who are you? Because that's 
for a lot of people, that's a very profound uh, question because they'll, they identify with what the world has said. They identify with their job. They identify with their role in their family, but they don't know who they are. And just like the enemy did with Jesus, and you know, when he, when he was, when Jesus was on his fast, 40 day fast, the first question he asked, if you are the son, he put God. the question mark. He put yeah. the question. If, Where so there now. used to be an ex exclamation point. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know. So what is the in. most common answer you get to that question when you ask someone, who are you? Is there a pattern there? There oh. is. Oh, yeah. There is. They talk about their jobs. They talk about their worth in that. They talk about the position, their roles and responsibilities. You know, that's who they talk about. That's what they right. sh typically share. And we love, we'll write them down as they're talking. We'll write them down, write them down, the whole list. And we let them go as long as they, as, as like, much as you say, what else? Who, who, you know, <laughs> who else are you? And um, again, 99 out of 100 times, nobody ever mentions I'm a child of God, right? And then even with those who do, because you have the religious that come in and sometimes they're the hardest ones to deal with. They'll quote a scripture before we will. Uh, and they sort of, I'm a child of the most high God and da, 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 but I'm not acting that way. My, so I, I have a saying, we all know the one that action speaks louder than words, but your attitude speaks louder than your actions. So what you do and how you do it, I can tell you, I love, Joseph, I love you, man. Yeah, I, lo I love you a lot, right? But the inflection in my voice did not speak love. The, the body language that I gave you did not speak love. So my attitude, I know how to act all Christian, all uh, uh, very, very godly, but I'm really being religious. I'm not being who, who God is saying I am. Mm. I think there's a big difference you're bringing up there between being religious and being relational. Huge. Meaning being in relationship with God and being in relationship with others mm -hmm. looks different than pretending, right? <laughs> pretending you're in relationship with God, putting on the mask of Christianity. Oh, yeah. Because it looks good. Let's be honest. It looks good. But you know what? With my non-Christian friends, because you know I interview a lot of people on this show, right? And I have Christians, I have non-Christians, atheists, agnostics, etc. Right. And the most common thing or the biggest roadblock for non-Christians when they look at Christians is how judgmental Christians are. Yes. Over the rest of the world. Yes. Which yes. is completely not what Jesus preached. Exactly. Exactly. So what the bleep? Well, <laughs> that, that it totally goes against the love that we're supposed to show. Uh, first of all, how I'm supposed to show my brother, my, my brother and sisters in the household of faith, in the body, but we are probably the only religion that will turn on one another when we make a mistake. We will attack you when you make a small mistake. I tell people, we, we want, uh, how is it? We want uh, we want you to judge us by uh, our intentions, but right. we judge you by your actions, actions. right? Mm. I, I intended to do a thing. Well, I was, I was going to, I thought about it. So judge me on that. Don't judge me by what I do. Right. Judge me by my intentions. And oh, you I, don't know how much, it, you just brought up a personal relationship in my life right now where that is a broken record, my friend. And I'm just like, I really appreciate that you intended to do that in your head, but yes. forgot to communicate it to the rest of the world. Yes, yes. Like, I really appreciate that. It's not right. actually working now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of paychecks given for intentions. I'm sorry. Right? Like, yeah. I intend to show up every day for work this week, but... 
I wasn't there. Right. I still want right. you to pay me. Right. All right. Powerful stuff. All right. So we are speaking with Cedric and Michelle White. You can find them at healinglinehearts.org, healinglinehearts.org. And we're really speaking about BC Nation, what you do, your actions, your behaviors Mm -hmm. are an exact reflection of your beliefs. Right. Right. Now you could say, well, I believe this, this, and this. Okay, look at your actions. Exactly. Are they aligned or misaligned? Right. Don't beat yourself up about it. Right. Just answer the question. <laughs> Is it working or not working? Mm-hmm. Get clear on it. it's not working. All right, right. what do you want to do about it? Well, I want to change it. I want it to work. I want my actions, my behavior to be aligned with my words and my intention. Great. All right, Cedric and Michelle. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. What are your top three tips or spiritual strategies for that person who looks at their life right now? They're listening to you. They're like, okay, my behavior, my actions are not aligned with my intentions and my beliefs. What are your three top tips or strategies for them to get those aligned in their life so that God can do miracles? I would say number one would be um, take time to uh, intentional time, be intentional about the time of prayer because prayer will help renew your mind. And then we'd have to add to that at during, during prayer, prayer is not always uh, um, a monologue. Mm-hmm. Prayer should be give time for you to hear from God. And during that prayer time, be honest with yourself, listen to prayer should be like almost like a mirror, a reflection, right? You're speaking to God and God's speaking to you and he's going to show you things about yourself. So number one, uh, learn, learn about prayer, learn, spend time with him and then be honest about what he tells you about yourself. Then number three, two, that was number two, two. number three, number three, take action, do something, right? Uh, Even if it's going, God, I've suffered with this. I don't know what to do with this. Be honest. Bring, give me somebody. Show me in the word. Be honest. I think honesty is the biggest drawback that we have. Self-honesty. We'll lie to ourselves sometimes as much as we'll lie to other people. We want to hide behind the sin because yeah. it's comfortable and that's what we've been taught. It's familiar. It's very familiar. Yeah. So if you know, we don't want to expose those things to one another. We don't want to be naked. One of our foundational scriptures is Genesis 2, 20, uh, 22, 24, that uh, the, uh, the man should leave the wife, leave the house of his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two should become one naked and not ashamed. Naked and, not ashamed. and so, you know, if you can't be naked by yourself, how can you be naked with Relatives. another and another, you know, your mate, yeah. your individual or anyone else in a relationship? So it's really about self. You have to examine yourself and be okay to be naked before God. You know, Shakespeare said, to thine own self, be true. What if I don't want to see myself? What if? You know this, a lot of people do not want to go in and do the inner work because Mm -hmm. they're scared of who they're going to meet. Right. They don't want to see themselves because deep down they don't like themselves. How do I get past that? Our question is always, or eventually, we, you know, once we've had an opportunity 
truly, what, what is your goal? What is your, if, whether, if it's in a relationship, what is your relationship goal? A lot of people don't have a clue. They can give us goals, I'm school, I'm gonna get, get out of debt, I'm gonna buy a house, we're gonna have children in that car. But what is your relationship goal? That's the same thing, the same thing if I'm a single person, what is your intentional relationship goal with God? Do you have a relationship goal with God? Again, 99 out of 100, haven't even thought about it. I haven't thought about really, how do I want to be with God? Even more importantly, how does he want to be with me? What do I know about a relationship with God? Most of us know religiosity. We do not know relationship. So we tell it that, we, we talk to that person, where do you really want to be? Because you can't make change and remain the same. <laughs> the two don't go together. So we, we, we've got to make some alterations. But the first thing we do is we go to God to find those alterations. Mm. This is so big and yet so difficult. It is. It's it a is. very simple concept. I've gone through it myself. I did that inner yeah. work and it showed it was me, BC Nation, being raw and real with you. It was me showing up an hour a day. Mm. Silence, getting to know my creator. And I did not want to. Mm. I didn't. I didn't want to sit there in silence with my brain running with all the things I had to do that day in work right. and business. How my time could be better spent somewhere else rather than just sitting there quietly. Yes. But in those two weeks, God slowly started to put people in my life that opened up other doors. Why? Because I was intentional about spending time in relationship with him. And I believe relationship uh, is a three-word definition. Time spent with another. Four yes. words, sorry. Time spent with another. Mm -hmm. And so many of us say, oh, I love my wife. I love my, my spouse. And I ask, well, how much time do you spend with them every week? <laughs> like just one-on-one -on -one with no distractions, yeah. no kids, no nothing. Right. Oh, well, you know, life is busy and stuff. And I'm like, then you don't love your wife. Exactly. Your actions are not aligned with your intentions as you're, you guys are saying. So BC Nation, I just encourage you, follow the wisdom of Cedric and Michelle White. What they're saying, I know personally to be true in my own life. This is what God used as the vehicle to open up everything, right? My future wife, my brand new baby daughter, you know, and I had a history of broken, jacked up relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did relationships poorly, <laughs> really poorly. And for God to open up healthy, emotionally healthy relationships in my life. When yeah. I grew up in dysfunctional relationships and that's all I knew. Right. Just know that God can do the same thing for you in your life. So now, scary. Cedric, Michelle, what do you want to add to that for our listener right now? Who's really sitting with this. They're being honest They're It's uncomfortable to sit here and look at themselves, but you guys are guiding them through it. What do you want to say to them? Again, I go back to the Shakespearean statement, to thine own self be true. If I will, and, and the, the, uh, the great theologian, Michael Jackson, uh, wrote the song. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, a terrible dancer, but a great theologian. <laughs> You're almost choked. By the way, he's the one I learned to dance with. I used to okay. <laughs> pause his videos and dance, and I'm actually a very good dancer. Thank you so All right. much. All right, go All ahead. Right. Yeah, Michael wrote the song, uh, Man in the Mirror. Mm. Yes. Am I willing to look at the man in the mirror and, and the, the, the image that I see there, 
uh, how much does it reflect God, right? Mm. Okay, let's, let's bring it down a little bit more. How much does it reflect, reflect Jesus, right? When people ask me, how do you do, how do you deal with people's problems uh, day in and day out? It's like, you love them like Jesus did. Jesus dealt with people right where they are. Uh, and so we, our, our preface before a person says one thing uh, when they come to meet with us, we tell them our story. Yeah. We share our bruises, our scars to let them know, first of all, yes, we're here in a position to help you, but we're not perfect. And we want you to know that. That's number one. Number two, you're safe and, and it's going to be confidential. I never read a scripture where Jesus gossiped about anybody, right? People came to him. They told him. He, he worked, helped work through them. He loved them. That's, that's what we want to do. Want people to know, hey, we just want to love you. We want to love you with the love of Christ. Now, Christ was true. He spoke the truth in love. But so we will also tell them, if, if, unless you want to be real, you don't want to come and, and deal with Cedric and Michelle because we're going to deal with the real stuff. Right. Right. We're going to, we're going to love you. But we're going to face the real issues. We're not going to patty cake. We're not going to come in and, and, and just let you tell your story. No, our goal is not to see you five years from now. Our goal is to get you in, help you through the Holy Spirit to get healed, and then hopefully send you out so you can tell your story and somebody else gets healed. Mm, so and powerful. The, Go and ahead, the other part of, oh, I'm sorry, Joseph. But the other part of that, you know, we have such a heart to help people that we train other people to do yeah. what we do. Yeah. And because there's such a hurting people out there and not wanting to deal with their, uh, the things that they're hiding. Right. So we, we train other people who have a heart to help other, uh, others that we would not be able to touch or even have the ability to help them. Right. The harvest is ripe. <laughs> so we, we call it, we reproduce after our own kind. So we're trying to reproduce what we're doing here at Healing Thine Hearts to share the information that we have been trained yeah. and been doing for over 20 years to help them to reach the people that God has selected for them to help. Right. So that's the other part of it. I really get that. I get your hearts as well. I like you guys. Fun. <laughs> we like you. Fun. All right. So we're speaking with Cedric and Michelle White. You can find them at healingvinehearts.org. Go check them out. Get in contact with them. If you are considering uh, doing counseling for others or coaching for others and you want to do it more in the spiritual space, what they're talking about, uh, emotional healing, uh, healing with relationship with God, with family members, et cetera, and that really lights you up and does something for you. Um, then reach out to them and uh, see if uh, you're a fit for what they're up to. And if you need that kind of assistance yourself and you actually finally just got honest and real with yourself on the show today with us in this conversation with them and you say, you know what, Cedric is right. My hurt is far exceeding my pride and I'm ready. I'm ready to be coached. I'm ready to be coachable. I'm ready to get humble. I'm ready to surrender to God. I haven't tried that yet. Not 100%. I've given him 99% of my life, but I've been holding back that one thing. That one thing, and I'm ready. So if that's you, BC Nation, um, reach out to them. And uh, Cedric and Michelle, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. Right. Oh, my. Yeah, this is where we get real about what's real. Okay. All right. 
Uh, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. All right. And I'm going to go back and forth like a ping pong ball. Okay. okay. So quick okay. answers. Here we go. All right. Michelle, ladies first. What's okay. your favorite thing about God? What did you say? What's your favorite thing about God? His grace. Cedric? Uh, his mercy. What's your least favorite thing about God, Michelle? Sometimes he's quiet. Me? Cedric, back and forth. Oh, Come on. oh okay. Back and Ping forth. Uh, his, his mercy toward others. <laughs> <laughs> that's an honest answer like god why were you merciful to, to that person who Be was not merciful to me. to me yeah all right what are you most afraid of michelle i hate speaking in public but i have to do it so it's, i have to rely on god's grace <laughs> um for me it would be the the feeling of significance i've i was the baby in the family so uh, i always had and so they were so much older so that feeling of belonging yeah mm, got it what's the number one uh, i believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. uh, either personally or professionally what's the number one thing you're struggling with right now michelle um judging others got i've been it. praying about that a lot you know there's a lot going on in the world so it's judging others and it's hard sometimes for yeah. me it would be uh being in the moment being where i am being able to focus there's so many other things that i can do so being able to be where I am is yeah, just present. I get that. Yeah. What secret yeah. fear do you have about people? Mm. Um, <laughs> they're hidden agendas. Yeah. I would say phony folk, if you will. Phony I, folk. Phony folk. <laughs> I, I like being real. Yeah. yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? Mm. Partying. <laughs> Go girl. <laughs> I would say uh, uh, searching for significant, trying to be significant to others, family okay. and everything. Yeah. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Um, his love. Yeah, I would say pretty much the same thing. How much he really just wants me to be me and wants to love me like I, where I am, right where I am. Mm. What is a new habit you want to create? Um... More spending more time being intentional about more time with him. Um, there's a lot of distractions. So just being intentional. I would say learning to rest in your words, surrender more to him. Yeah. I still, I struggle with that. I so want much that to one do. Too. Yeah. The only reason why you struggle, I'm, I'm putting this out there, especially as a man, because you like real, right? Only reason why you struggle is because you're associating the word surrender with the human definition or the worldly definition, mm -hmm, which is to mm -hmm. give up, to right. quit, to right. uh, put up the white flag battle. Right. That's a physical surrender. Mm -hmm. What God calls us uh, to is a spiritual surrender. Exactly. It's the laying down of self, ego, pride or whatever, and letting him come in as the ruler and king of our life. That's right. all it is. And when you get that click, yeah, and surrender yeah. becomes real easy. You're kind of like, God, this one's too big for me. You take it. Right. <laughs> preach. I see it on your face, preach Michelle. <laughs> Michelle's like, preach. Preach right. it, Joseph. Yeah. What's a bad habit you want to break? Eating chocolate and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine is late night snacking. I wake up <laughs> and the refrigerator is calling me. So, <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um free, um, joyful, and humbled. Mm. I would say uh, assured, uh, sold out, 
and um, happy. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before. Mm. Before. A brat, selfish, you, self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before you surrendered to God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, scared, striving, and insignificant. Mm. Got it. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, looked each other in the eye, looked your kids, your grandkids in the eye, and gave them only one piece of advice about anything, about mm -hmm. everything, what would you say to them? He is real. Mm. Yeah. He is real. And I, I tell them to love every day like it's your last. Mm. love at, with the love of Christ every day like it's your last awesome any final wisdom what's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God like a truly surrendered one where he's in charge and they're not versus not having that relationship I would say that it's easier than we make it out to be it's so much more <laughs> easier we put a lot on ourselves and try to do it in and of ourselves and he's like just come I don't care. Just come. Get to know me. You said it. If you, know, if you love a person, you spend time with them. If you love God, spend time with him. You will find out it's so simple. And he, wants, he just wants relationship. And he has, you know, the word says that before the foundations of the earth, he created you. He had a plan for you. Yeah, yeah. So if you seek the creator who created you, who is, you are created in his image, he's got the plan for you. So spend that time with yeah. him and it will make everything so much easier. BC Nation, listen to Cedric and Michelle. You can find them at healingvinehearts.org. Isn't it exhausting carrying the weight of your destiny on your own shoulders? Oh my goodness, yeah. It's not meant for us. It's right. meant for God. Give it back yes. to him. Let him lead and watch him do miracles in your yes. life. Yes. All right, Cedric and Michelle, thanks for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you, you, Joseph. God bless you. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.